We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Flo here with a word that's just weird. Terry cloth. Who exactly is Terry? And why does he get his own fabric? Did he journey below SPF 50? Fight off some weeds and his daffodils? Hmm. How about a word for everyone? Flotection. Yeah, I just made it up. But I'm not making up how great it feels when me and Progressive protect your new home. Ever think of that, Terry? No. Terry only thinks of himself. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. This is... 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 Giancarlo Navas and Ryan Goins. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas. And with me today, we have our co-founder and um, producer, Mr. Brian Goins. Mana, mana. We have uh, Hot Take Harry, Mr. Harrison Citron. Yep, I'm here. We have uh, our Heat Beat insider, Lefty Leif, but his Skype's not working, so we're endeavoring to find him. And we have our special guest, the puppet himself, Anthony Chang of the Palm Beach Post. Hello, guys. This is the puppet. This is your puppet right here. This is your, pup- <laughs> this is your puppet speaking. Welcome to the program, Anthony. This is your third time. This is your three-peat on Heat Beat. This is your theme song, by the way. Phenomena. <laughs> The puppet himself, Anthony. Excellent producer, my man. There you go, Brian. Good for you. You're one for one. Uh, Now joining us is our lefty Leif, our insider. How are you, sir? You're back. You bike. I am back. What's up? What's up? Oh, my God. You sound horrible. Oh, my God. What happened? I'm on my phone, unfortunately, trying to get this computer sorted out. Okay, well, Leif is doing what he can. There's no excuses. He's part of the culture. So we're going we're gonna to go on. Oh, my God. We're two, two shows of awful producing in a row. We are going onward. So last night, the Heat hit 21, was it 21, 22 threes? They 21. beat 21 threes. They beat Charlotte on the road in a game that they needed. And what I really want to talk about is, so I think that that's probably one of the the best, if not the best, offensive showing of the season. Not just because of the shooting, but they were generating good shots against a really well-coached defense. And it brings... It, I was thinking today, and I was tweeting about it. I don't know if the Heat necessarily is what they miss is Dion Waiters and not just another competent shot creator at that position. You know what I mean? So, like, it's it's either Gorn or James Johnson that are creating the shots off the dribble and initiating offense up top because we know that Josh Richardson is not very good at it and Tyler Johnson is not that kind of player. So the guys doing the creating up top on the high pick and roll are James Johnson and Goran Dragic. Um, Anthony, am I wrong or is, or is it just Dion's that important because of Dion's specific skill set or do I am I onto something? 
I think I think you're you're right. I mean, I I think that he definitely missed another playmaker, and that's that's lacking with Dion not on the court. Um, James is definitely trying to pick up the pick up the slack. He's driving more to the basket. He's being more aggressive. He has the ball in his hands more with Dion out. Um, so does Jay Rich, but you know Jay Rich isn't Dion, obviously. But I I think I think you could only you know try to make up for what Dion does so much. He's 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 like a Goran Dragic. He's very unique. Um, you know, he, he, him and Goran are ranked in the top six and in, in drives per game. And as far as passing off drives, I think Goran is one in the M- or first in the NBA and Dion is second. Just the, the way they, the way, not only they're aggressive, but the way they, they can spray out the shooters, that, that is something that I don't think you could replicate, even with James Johnson. I mean, James Johnson's doing great, obviously, he played a great game yesterday, but you're missing that with Dion. And you see that with Wayne Ellington. And the Luke Babbitt, um, they're not getting the shots they, they usually get. I mean, yesterday, obviously, they made a lot of threes, but a lot of those were contested threes. I don't know if you want to bank on that for another game. They're, those weren't easy shots that, that he were making yesterday. So I think, you know, it was great that they made those shots yesterday, but it could also be a little bit of a mirage. Those weren't easy shots. I don't know. I, I thought, and I haven't looked at the numbers or the tracking numbers, but I thought they were pretty decent looks. I thought the more concerning thing was that was a really close game, and all the Heat were doing was hitting every three they took. To me, that was that was what stood out more to me, that they're doing this with shooting, and yet they're they're not up 20. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, they, and they weren't getting... Their offense seemed to be further and further away from the basket, which is, is a little bit you know concerning. But, you know, if they're shooting like that, you... You can't argue against it, I guess. That they're not going to hit 21 threes every game. Um, and I, yeah, they're worth <laughs> open look. They're worth open looks, but again, if you look at Dion, I mean, uh, Goran's threes last night, and even James Johnson and Josh Richardson, they, they were they were hands in their face, and they were just knocking them down. And like you know, I know people, we've we've said it, everyone said it, but Charlotte plays the type of defense where they give up the three as well, so that played into it too. I mean, they shot 40 threes, so. They, that was definitely their game plan, and, and it worked out for the Heat. Guys, and Harry, you specifically, Jay Rich, right? So the last couple games, you see, because I know, I know how much you hate him. You hate players, Heat players that start with Jay, James Johnson, uh, James, uh, what's his name? No, Joe James Johnson. No, no, Joe Johnson. You hated Joe Johnson. You wanted to banish him last season. Now, Josh I Richardson. Was, I was right about Joe Johnson. Josh, and you uh, don't like Mick Roberts. So these, well, uh, these I think that's just a coincidence. I don't think that really has to do with the letter J. But uh, regardless, what I, what I wanted to ask you was his role, right? Like, so most of this season they've asked him to be in a role where he ball handles, creates, and like initiates. And I think we can all say that that's been really bad and unsuccessful, and that's not really his skill set. Kind of like Tyler Johnson last season when Tyler was asked to run the offense, it looked really bad. I know Tyler had a shoulder problem, but like. He that's not the kind of player he is. Jay Rich last season was a guy who just play off the ball and they would just use him to, to, to play the passing lanes and pick and roll. Lately he's kind of been finding a rhythm and I and I kind of think they've been moving more away from him ball handling and putting more responsibility on JJ. Like, is that something yeah. that you like or Well I mean, yeah. Uh or are you just giving up on him? No, no, no. I mean Jay Rich creating offense is not good, so Anytime he can just like be a spot up shooter, that's kind of more of the game you want. Or last year when he was healthy, uh, he he could drive to the basket. He wasn't he wasn't terrible getting to the basket, especially with his, his athleticism. He had a couple really good dunks last year. But you know, I think a big part of yesterday was because they moved JJ into the starting lineup, it gave them another ball handler, and that kind of what you're saying it, it took the ball out of uh, Jay Rich's hands uh, a, a bit more, and that's that's helpful for the Heat, but. Uh, Anthony, I don't know if the shots were uh, necessarily like difficult last night because the Heat tend to make shots when the ball's moving. I mean, that's really what we've seen from this team. Like when the ball's moving, the 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 ball tends to go into the basket more often than not. It's it's the times where the ball kind of gets stagnant, and even even wide open shots seem to be uh, difficult to convert for this team. But when the ball is really moving, uh, we tend to convert. And against Charlotte, you have to hit threes. Uh, Steve Clifford is a guy that. Yeah. Packs the paint. I mean, he did it against the Heat last year in the playoffs. You know, if we if you know if we didn't hit outside shots in Game Six and Seven, we would have lost to the Hornets last year. So the the ability to hit outside shots is really the only way to beat that Charlotte defense that likes to pack the paint. So 
Is 21-3 is an aberration? Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, that's the most that the Heat have ever had in their franchise history. But you know, c- could we could we make a decent amount of threes if the ball's moving? Yeah, I think that's that's something that could. You know, we might have found a formula going forward again with a much tougher schedule coming up. Here's some stats on Josh Richardson since replacing Dion in starting lineup. He's averaging 12.2 points per game, 3.1 assists on 1.3 turnovers. He has 1.2 steals per game, 1.6 blocks, and he's shooting 42% from the field, 39.4 from three, and 75% from the free throw line. That's not bad. That's pretty, I mean, he's, I mean, it's helped. It's the last two games have helped, obviously, where he's, what, eight of 13 from three. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that's, that's kind of helped bring those numbers up. But I think he's actually, like you said, he, he's played better lately when they've relied on him less to be a ball handler and more of a slasher slash uh, spot-up shooter. Um, so maybe, maybe they found something there, you know, that he can't be the Dion where Dion would take some of the ball handling duties away from Goran and let, play, and let Goran play off the ball. It's just a different dynamic with Josh Richardson. I think they're, they're figuring that out. Like, he was attacking closeouts really well yesterday, and for him to be successful, that's, like, what he has to do. Because he's not a gifted ball handler like Dion, but he is really long and athletic, and he's strong. So he, he, I, there were a couple of times that guys would close out really hard, and he just went right into the defense, yeah. took some contact, got a fight. Like, that's what he has to do to be successful. Play those corners, play that wing, and attack closeouts hard, not necessarily bring the ball up and wait 10 seconds to initiate offense because it's it's driving us it's all crazy man insane question, question guys I, I know he's not as good as this guy yet but does anything of jo- anything about josh Richardson remind you of like an eddie jones type i was gonna say chalmers he he has some chalmers in him like he makes similar mistakes the fouls the like not really a good ball handler but pretty athletic you know what i mean like the shooting i've always looked at him as a real type I think we should Eddie ask Jones. Eddie Leifer. Leif, what were you saying? I think Leif just... I think he, I think he froze on us, but he said Eddie Jones is a heat lifer. I mean, uh, Anthony, I definitely understand like the Eddie Jones comparison, especially last season when he was making his shots. Um, I think my issue with Richardson this season is, is like Spo has so much faith in him, almost to a detriment, and when Spo has faith in someone... He just like he'll play them in any situation, regardless of if it's the right move or not. The, similar to how he played Joe Johnson down the stretch last year, even though you could argue that Joe Johnson was usually the worst defender on the court when he was out there. So, you know, Spo Spo finds a guy that he uh, that he really likes, and he just rides him. And the problem with Richardson is is he shouldn't be playing thirty five minutes a game. I mean, if if you got 15 to 20 good minutes out of Jay Rich, I think I think he could be more efficient in shorter spurts than what they're playing him. And I know they don't have a lot of guys to replace him, right. but the length that they're playing him, I think, hurts him in his overall. Like, his last few games, he's played better, but man, he looks exhausted. Uh, at the, and I know they're like, oh, he's young, let's, let's ride him as long as he can, but he looks tired when he's playing that many minutes per game. No, I agree, but the problem is, like you said, there's not many options, and that's something the Heat have done to themselves, because I know we've talked about Chris Bosh a lot, obviously, but that's a roster spot wasted. Udonis Haslam, as much as we all love him, he doesn't play, so now you're down to 13 guys, and then you have Justice Winslow and Josh McRoberts out, that's 11, and then Deanna, you have 10 available guys. It's like, you have to, you know, I, I agree, I think Josh Richardson is better suited for a 20-minute roll, 25 minutes, maybe max, but with Deanna out, you have to ride him, especially since he's one of your better perimeter defenders. Um, well, now now Babbitt's out too, so we're down to nine. And now Babbitt, exactly. So it's, it's t- I mean, it's it's tough. Like they're just trying to survive at this point. Um, and it, it's 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 honestly like, you know, I don't know how they've gotten through this with with so little guys, but I think now you're starting to see it catch up to them a little bit. Where, okay, you didn't want to use the Bosch washer spot, fine. Um, and, you know, you sign Hazem to that deal, which is fine. You know, he's a, he's a great leadership to the roster, but it kind of puts them behind the eight ball because they have two roster spots that, you know, kind of, you know, you're not really using uh, per se. And, well, that's, and, that's your Anthony, point, Harry. Yeah, Anthony, I kind of got into an argument with the Heat Beat guys yesterday that I was saying that when Dion went down and, like, they knew, like, obviously we've reported it six, eight weeks, so that's going to be right, but... <laughs> You know, the, the moment he went down and you knew it was going to be at least four games, I don't understand why they didn't apply for a 16th roster spot. And the argument that I was getting back was, well, 
O'Connor White barely plays, how would a new guy come in and start playing minutes? But it's just like having that body available is better than not having that person available. Right. Like like having 11 guys is better than 10, even if you only play nine, right? I mean, the... And I was, and I didn't really understand. I, I, you know, is there is is there a lot of people out there? Not really, but you know, there's there's certain guys you could have signed just to have another body on, on nights like not even health, but foul trouble wise or other things where you need. Like if Hassan gets into foul trouble, you go to Willie, and if Willie's not having it that night, what are you supposed to do? So, you know, not having another body uh, well, seems to be a disadvantage. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I, I know they like Marcus George's hunt a lot. The guy who brought up. Um, before the all-star break you know obviously would he come in and contribute right away no but like you said it's another body you know it's another defender you can bring in you know it's someone you can bring in if there's foul trouble um but they opted against it i was a little bit surprised i thought maybe they would do it just because um they, they had the option to do it and it didn't look like deer was going to come back in 10 days anyway so what's the what's the harm in, in applying for that hardship but they didn't do it so at this point they're just going to have to ride with who they have and hope that Dion comes back Somewhat soon, Anthony. Let's be real. What? How long what? is Dion? How long do you think Dion's going to be out for? I, I wouldn't be surprised if he came back this, these two home, these uh, last two home games. You're doing uh, it again, yeah. Anthony. Doing I'm, it I'm again. Just, I'm just, I'm just going to tell you what my eye, what I see with my eyes. Um, <laughs> yeah. he's out of the boot. He's limping less. He's always, actually, his limping is like non, non-existent. So you know. Could come back in next next week or so. Isn't but isn't Dion the kind of guy you don't want to rush back into playing? Like oh, Dion's no, wait, probably the is is that is him coming back? Him rushing back because you bring up a good point, Harrison. Rushing back. I mean, are they, are they rushing him back? Are they hitting a panic button and say, Dion, you need to come back ASAP? Dion's trying to speed our report. Lay's shaking his head. Lay, <laughs> shaking I, your I head. I don't think that they're rushing him back. I think he's just legitimately has a very bad sprained ankle. Um, and, the, and the whole thing about not calling somebody up, uh, I mean, there's five games left, six games, seven games, even if we want to play like this is a week ago, why didn't they do this? The Babbitt injury came out of nowhere. And I think at this point, it, you know, if you're going to play 10 guys, he yeah. just I, I know people don't want to hear it, but Spolster's gonna trust Udonis to play twenty seven minutes on a random Tuesday at the end of the year than bringing up a developmental guy that maybe they don't want to let everyone know that he's the next guy in line. So you don't want to bring him up on a ten day contract or there's not a guy out there that can acclimate to the system fast enough to do anything different than what Udonis would give you in limited minutes. So um, and they haven't even had to get to that point. Udonis is not even getting in the game. So uh, they have, I, I don't know, I think that it's a little overstated that they're lacking bodies as long as nobody else goes down and they play everybody available. You're telling me Jarnell Stokes yeah, isn't better? I, I don't know, man. It, it's, it seems like we're playing Russian roulette because Dion went down on St. Patrick's Day. So that was with about a month left in the season. So we're not talking about five games. And we knew the sprain was bad because he told us it was bad. Um, and if you don't want to bring up a D leaguer because you don't want to, you don't want to show your hand. That's fine. I mean, there were other guys out there. Uh, I, we had talked about Terrence Jones a lot, who got waived again. I don't really know why, but I'd take a flyer on Terrence Jones. I'd take, the, I'd take the body of just having Terrence Jones. The body is better than uh, not having someone. So, you know, well, we could say, we could say, yeah, man, I'm going. Sorry, go. I was just gonna say they didn't fill the D on roster spot because they don't want me to be right. <laughs> well, it, there is there is something weird going on. I'm joking. I'm joking. Injuries are tough to predict, man. I mean, it could have been. I mean, they. I'm sure they were when it first happened. I heard four to six weeks that it was pretty bad. Um, but you know, everyone heals differently. Dion is young, um, but he's had ankle injuries in the past, so you know it was tough to say how he was going to recuperate from this, but. The fact that he's out of the boot already and, you know, is encouraging. I know the Heat are a little bit of encouraged. The fact that he's, he's not limping as much and he's able to do some conditioning. I, a lot of the writers actually thought that he was gonna, he might travel on this trip. I think some, some of us were surprised that they left him back. Um, but, you know, who knows? I mean, I, I don't think they're rushing him back. But I think they want him back as soon as possible, especially at this time of the year. If this was, you know, December, then things would be different. But with the playoffs right around the corner... Um, I'm sure they want him back as soon as possible. 
Anthony, all, right, all right, Anthony, you don't have to tell us that we're right. What, could you explain to us why the Heat keep lying about Josh McRoberts? He's never going to play again. I don't understand why they don't just come out and just bury his career because that guy, uh, you know, he gets hurt. He gets hurt getting milk and cookies in the middle of the night. Um, <laughs> he, get, he gets – I don't know if he has children, but if he does, he would get he would get injured. He would hurt his neck tucking his kid into bed. He, he's very but, single. He's a, he's a bachelor. Don't you see him with, like, for some reason, his boys are, like, he's really boys with Dwayne and Bosch, and, like, they go to stuff yeah, together. Yeah, beca- because if he had a child, he would die. Like, he would trip and fall with his child, and he would be dead because he is the clumsiest human being on earth. I've never seen anyone anyone as injury-prone. Maybe maybe Derek Rose. I was going to say Derek Rose. Um, Mike Miller? But Derek Rose's injuries are karma-related. Mike Miller's good. Mike Miller's good. Leif, is there anybody else in Heat history that has had more injury problems? Oh, man, that's tough. Uh, put me on the spot there. I know. Um, it's just, it's, it's, his situation is just so... I, I've never man, seen anything it, like it. 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 It's, t- it's tough to point to somebody that has literally, like, that was signed to be a contributing piece at a mid-level price and, like, literally never even got off the ground. I mean, Terry Mills was a disappointment back in the 90s, but he played the games. He just sucked when he played. Um, <laughs> so, I, I don't know. It's it, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, maybe Mike Spo, Spo is the guy who wanted McRoberts. He was the one who really pounded the table to have him and, um, and thought he would be such a great fit with the, you know, obviously with the big three group, but uh, just a skill set, skill set in general, and he never got a chance to maximize it. He's, McRoberts has played 17 games, 42 games, and 22 games. That's been his heat career. Yeah, Bosch has played more games than McRoberts over the last three years. <laughs> Jesus. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I'm telling you. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, where did these 22 games come from this year? I don't even remember that. Yeah, it was another season. And then he were losing a lot, obviously. He was starting a bunch of games in the beginning of the year. Before he oh got hurt. Before yeah, he you're right. Out, he started a bunch of games. Harrison wasn't watching at that time. Neither was Sedano. <laughs> what? You're so mean, Harry. You just pick up people. <laughs> My name is Hot Take Harry. What am I supposed to like? Be nice? It's his brand. Yes. No. What, what'd you What'd you say, Brian? It's his brand. Yeah, he's yeah, on brand. I've, I've molded into this person or character or whatever. Anthony, do you like the brand that we gave you, the puppet? How do you feel about that? I like it. Oh, All about that? Yeah. Cool. What, uh, you can be uh, honest, man. You can be honest. Understand. Understand how we experience this. So. You know, we put our neck out, and we, we do proper journalism, and we put out a story. And then, like, not five minutes later, you and Manny come out guns blazing, and everyone's Manny. making fun of us. All right. I was the next day. Manny was, uh, Manny was, like, an hour after. Dude, no, not an hour. Like, ten minutes, dude. Like, and we got Mike screaming, calling us fake news and stuff. Yeah, we were getting called fake well, news because Manny, listen, listen, Jason Leisure, Anthony would have faked the Dion injury. He would have wrote, he would have written a story that said, and his arm is broken too. We are, we are fake news. <laughs> That's what Jason uh, Leisure would have done. I, I got your back, bro. I got your back. I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't trying to, I wasn't trying to refute you guys. That's I wasn't it. trying to. Anthony, speaking of fake news, there's there's no way you believe the story that uh, that they were oh, that they were telling today with uh, right. You yeah, know I believe uh, that. What story? I mean, it's impossible to know if that's true or not. Obviously, I don't even know if the you know the he might the he might say, oh, we don't believe that, but I don't think they know if it's true or not either. They don't know what Dwayne was told or if he wasn't told. What um, happened? Because I've been out of the loop, and for the audience as well, that might not know. <laughs> Basically, well, when, when oh, sorry, Anthony, go. let Anthony tell yeah. the story. Anthony's a guest. I know. Well, Brian Windhorst was promoting his new book on the Zach Lowe podcast, and he was talking about a section in the book um, detailing the plane ride um, from Vegas to Miami that carries LeBron and, and, and Dwayne back to Miami. It was like a, the morning before LeBron announced that he was leaving to Cleveland. And he basically, uh, Windhorst basically reported that in the book that uh, LeBron didn't LeBron and his people didn't want to tell Dwayne that he was leaving to Cleveland, so he didn't tell Dwayne on the plane. Dwayne did not know because he didn't want Dwayne to be carrying that secret secret um, because he knew that he would kind of be morally obligated to tell the Heat and would kind of put Dwayne in a tough spot. 
Um, so that was his reasoning for not telling Dwayne Wade. Um, some people say, you know, that's they're just protecting Dwayne, or there was an alter, or, you know, ulterior alternative motive for them not to tell Dwayne. I don't know, but that's basically what Windhorse uh, reported. And an interesting detail is that apparently the first draft of the Lee Jenkins story um, came was emailed in to LeBron and his people while they were on the plane with Dwayne. And LeBron and his people were editing the first draft of the story with Dwayne on with Dwayne on the plane, and Dwayne not knowing about it. This sounds like Brian Windhorse is another puppet, but F- the, Ma- the the Mav Carter puppet. See, like you're a puppet for Tim Donovan, and um, <laughs> and <laughs> and and Brian Windhorse is a Maverick Carter puppet. The pillars of evil. Yes, the pillars of evil. Thank you, Anthony. I know you have to go. Thank you for coming on the program today. You are, I wish I could have been on longer. Thank you Feel for better, me. man. Listen, you're you're yeah. a warrior, man. You you embody heat culture, dude. Warrior. Here you, Don, 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 you got the guts. You got the guts. It's a flu game. It's all about the culture. All, all about the about culture, culture, man. All right, take care, bud. Thanks for coming on. Thanks. You too. Have a good night. You too. So yeah, so that was the puppet, Mr. Anthony Chang, and and now we learn that Brian Windhorse is another puppet. Of the worst variety. I don't believe that. I, I don't believe that story at all. It, no it, one it, knows. It's no one bleep. Bull bleep. Write that down, Brian. <laughs> Write that down. Oh, you just... can't say that? That's nope. a bad word? Sorry. It's, yeah, it's, I'm usually it's, pretty good about that. My apologies. Are. Yeah, we've all been good lately, except for um, who cursed the other day? Was it you, Harry? Yeah. That was bad. I cursed a couple times. Yeah, sorry, we're good. Sometimes. Yeah. That, that seems something that Dan always says, Dan Lebertard always says that really sticks to me is when a new story comes out, you have to say, well, who benefits from this? And then that's where you can find the leak. The person that this benefits is Dwayne. And LeBron's people would leak a story to help Dwayne, to make him look good. But well, it also makes LeBron look good, too. Right. Does it make LeBron look good? Why, well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know please. How- he was looking out for his friend. I mean, that was a really sincere way to go about his business, not to put that on Dwayne Wade's conscience. My, I mean, that's awesome. What a great guy. Two birds of one stone, man. The king. The unselfish king. Yeah. It's also he like hold the Wind Horse, Wind, That's what he said. I mean, I know, I know Windhorse has probably sat on things and never found them again, but what he said on the story for two years and uh, didn't think to, he, he waited two years to put it in a book, like... I mean, I know he probably loses a remote all the time because he sits on it or something like that. Jesus but, Christ. But I mean, uh, no, it's, I don't understand. Like the story, I heard the story and I, I know Anthony's just reporting the news and Anthony's very good at his job, but I just didn't believe the story for a second. And um, yeah, it just sounds like, I don't know, they're trying to make Wade sound good or they're trying, listen, there's very likely Wade's going to opt into the contract next year. The Bulls don't want any part of Wade. They're probably going to release him, and he's going to go to Cleveland, and they can be buddy buddy again. Um, so, do you think they you know, want him back? Like Dwayne just said, I'm coming back from injury. Do you think that? I don't know about in the locker room, but maybe in the front office. Do you think they want him back? Like they're excited that he's coming back on Saturday? No, I don't really. I, I think if they had a choice, they would have. I mean, when the elbow injury first happened, it looked bad. And they'd kind of made like, okay, he's out for the regular season. But it was a fracture. What happened? Well, fractures can be. I mean, a fracture could be like. I'm, I realize I'm making a sign on a on a podcast. Harrison, Harrison's holding his his thumb and index <laughs> finger really close together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the smallest uh, violin in the world. Yeah, so I mean, it definitely sounded like he was out for the at least the regular season, and for him to come back a few games early, I mean. Is it time for my hot take, or what are we doing here? It's segway. And now it's time for a new segment we like to call Hot Take Harry. Hot Take Harry. Harrison Citrin has been waiting all week long to fire up some of his latest spit-firing takes. Spit-firing takes. Takes so strident and cocksure. Trident and cocksure. That you don't care if they are both ridiculous and wrong. Ridiculous and wrong. Ridiculous and wrong. Because you love it. Because you love it. Because you love it. It's going to be lit. 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 All right, guys. I just these are these are just these are facts. Okay. Dwayne Wade gets hurt, fractures his elbow, <laughs> decides to go down to Miami, 
train, which is something that his boy LeBron has done a lot, and then miraculously is going to come back before the season ends. Um, yeah, this only means one thing. It means that that Wade went to LeBron's doctor and got a little bit of that HGH, and he's ready to come back now. It's the only explanation, especially at Wade's at Wade's age. Uh, what is he, 35 now? He's an old man in basketball years. And, um, yeah, he came down to Miami, got that juice, and he's ready to go. So if, that juice. If, if he comes back and he's playing really, really well, uh, we all know why. Uh, we broke some more news on the Heat Beat podcast, and we can stop denying God. Uh, that these things are happening. Like, you know, LeBron misses two weeks, he can't walk, and then he gets HGH, and he comes back, he's great. I mean, this this continues to happen. So we need to stop ignoring the facts, and we just need to accept that um, – these guys are cheaters, and they will continue to cheat to try to get ahead. And I hope he listen. I, I hope he comes back and derails the Bulls season. That would be amazing because it really looks like they're on their way into the postseason. So I'm hoping he comes back and just and the Nets kick their butt a couple times. But um, yeah, he's on he's on that juice, and let's hope it backfires. You can call him fat. Call him fat. Well, I, I, I see. Wade is bigger than he was in Miami. I don't know if he's necessarily those those uniforms do not do anyone justice though. Like, call him Fat Harrison. Stop beating around the bush. Do what All the right. fans want. Wade is a ginormous fat ass. <laughs> yeah, Al, Brian. We need. Okay, this is your homework assignment for the next show. Oh, you need to find a sound to play when Harry finishes the hot take Harry and it's good. You need a good sound and a bad sound because that was amazing. Harrison just set fire. You need like a sound of a flamethrower of, of something like that signifies the hot takeness that he just projected and projectiled on society. And then you need like a lame one projectile. For- okay. So like poop. Projectile on society. Well, not poop. Okay. Find a poop sound too when he gives like a like a poopy take. Okay, it's like a blueberry sound. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Wow, Harry, you took out not just Wade, LeBron, but also Miami doctors. <laughs> it's the general, the, the practice in general. I mean, like the, no one was safe. Yeah, I mean, you really, you really have to. I should have told everyone to take cover. What did? And Dwayne is miserable. Don't forget about that. It's cold. Well, his penis situation is good, so that's good. Of course, yeah. That was um, that was that was very funny when uh, well, well, what I think somebody tweeted at Gabby at Gabby Union about uh, her penis situation, and she she clarified that her penis situation was fine. Um, I feel like we're gonna have to name the podcast the penis situation. What? What I'm, I'm, well, honestly, I'm glad you clarified that because I'm just like coming out saying someone has a nice penis situation kind of implies that like, <laughs> hey, like I, have to, I have to save you there, man. Like, <laughs> so, so I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate being like, uh, this was a tweet. This wasn't just, this wasn't firsthand, firsthand information. Can we get Anthony back to ask him uh, if he knows anything about? <laughs> you know, that's reporting, man. Probably does. Wait, oh, wait, no, he wasn't working with the Heat last year. Oh, knows. Oh, knows. I'm sure Leif knows. No, I don't know. Insider, dog. Inside. I don't want want to know. No. Not that kind of inside. (laughs) (laughs) That should be the name of the podcast. I'm not that inside. Question mark. Oh, oh my goodness. Um, So, but getting back on track. We've talked a lot about Dion's value on this show. Uh, ad nauseum almost and last show Alf said he wouldn't pay over what it was a 12 million or 10 million or something like that they t- the 10 to 12 range Alf's like I'm not paying him a dime over that and I think a lot of us are really confused as to what he'll make but I, I honestly think we have a recent apples to apples comparison right so if we look at the Linsanity years right like it, it's very similar I, I, not completely but a guy is just lightning in a bottle Right, like Dion's never played this good, and the numbers are hard to ignore. Right? Maybe I, I kind of see Dion taking a similar, maybe career path as Lynn, maybe a little better because he's you know he's he's a little more athletic than him, and and the shooting's a little better. But you know what I mean? Like maybe if we look at Lynn's price tag at, at following that year, that might be an indicator of what what Dion might make. You know what I mean? 
Well, well what did I, what did Lynn get? What percentage of the salary cap? That's what I'm. I'm, I'm actually been trying to research that while I've been talking. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I don't know. The, the whole thing with Dion is that's going to be cost conscious. Yeah, they're, they're not, they're, well, I got put on the spot earlier about the injured Heat player. I mean, like, that's the most random thing to think of. But uh, I, I don't think Dion is like you bring him back at any cost. I think James Johnson, they would overpay to keep. But I feel pretty strongly that he's actually going to take below what he could get elsewhere to stay. Um, like real confident about that actually, and um, but Dion is a whole nother ball game. I don't think that that's necessarily going to be uh, that you just pay him on long term money. You know, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen million. You know, if he wants to take a short term deal, why not? But that's kind of how I see them approaching both of those guys. So Jeremy's making eleven million this year. So if, if we look at the percentage of the cap, that's probably going to be around. 14 to 15. Uh, this is the second contract since Linsanity. So, okay, but, but the, Linsan- the Linsanity contract was three years, 25.1 million. Thank you, Harry. And look, you're a badass, dude. And backloaded, right? Like the last yeah, year it was. was the- yeah, they signed, they signed Lynn and Asik to those weird deals. And then, like, there was a poison pill. So, uh, there wasn't a lot of money at the beginning, but it was, it was, it was similar to um, TJ's contract now. But I, I, the problem with Lynn is this: the Lynn Sanity thing was like it was, it was weeks. It wasn't years. I mean, he played good for weeks until until Chalmers and Cole decided to end Lynn Sanity. So the, here, here's what's interesting about Dion. I, obviously, money could easily get um, push the Heat out of wanting to resign him. I think it's all about the years. Um, you know, if the if the Heat strike out on on other guys that they're looking to get, and they come back, and Dion's sitting there with not a lot of great offers, and they want to give him a big money deal for one year to f- to fill the cap, I mean, who cares? Uh, the Heat always want flexibility. They're always going to want to have space in 2018 because it's another good free agent. Listen, regardless of who's available or who they think they can actually get, the Heat are always going to want space available, especially um, especially with the new CBA, especially. With guys maybe not, you know, maybe being not as content with their situations, you know, for example, if Utah and the Clippers end up facing off in the first round, the loser of that might be ready to leave, Hayward or Griffin, for example. So, you know, if if they want to give Dion one year, fifteen million, I mean, who cares if that's all that's out there? But if that prohibits you from getting someone else, then Dion's gonna get Dion's gonna get years. Dion's gonna be looking for. Well, I don't, I don't know. Usually, listen. If he had played the entire season the way that he had that he'd played during this streak, and obviously the Heat are much better with Dion on the court this year, uh, record wise, then yeah, I mean he would have gotten years because he's a twenty five year old guy in his prime, playing the best ball of his life. He would have gotten years. He's gonna end up playing what just under fifty games because he's not coming back. I don't care what Chang says. I don't care what anyone else says. Uh, <laughs> He, Dion is not coming back in the regular season. And if he is, he's going to be terrible, and they would have rushed him back. And again, I'm just stating facts. So, um, just the facts. I, I, don't, I don't think he's going to – I think Dion's a guy who could get another one-and-one. One. And if that's what the, he want to do, I'm fine, I'm fine with it. I, I don't want to pay There's him a no lot of money. There's no way, for, Harry, he takes one-and-one. Why, one one. why, would why not? What, if, if it's at a high year, like that first year – is going to be up around $15, $16 million just because the Heat want to retain flexibility and run, like just run this team back with, you know, slight upgrades. You don't think he would take that, that like, versus another team that offers him 11 or 12 over four years? Let's look at, I think he might bet on himself, man, let's co- look considering at, let's the look way he career. played. Let's look at his career. He's made his a heat career. His Heat let's, career. The I culture, mean, man. The he's culture. Made a, he's made a couple stops. Right, he's been in Cleveland, Oklahoma City, now Miami. Um, he's probably going to want some stability, right? He's still young. He's going to want some stability. And he's going to want money. So I think with the guarantee, with, 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 with if he gets something like three, I think three years is probably right safe bet of what is probably going to be the market for him. I think he's going to want those years. I think he's going to want those years, and even if they give him, let's say they even give him seventeen. A one and one for seven, just like just throwing out a high number. I still think he'd rather take three years at twelve or thirteen or something. You know what I mean? Like that's that's where you go to Dion and you say, look, if you take if you take four years 
from Brooklyn, you're never getting another contract again. If you take one year with us, you might get a max deal. I'm not really sure. What is your decision to be? I I might want to even dispute that Miami might want to get him on on a one-on-one deal because you might, you know, if you can lock him up, I guess it depends on how much they believe in deal. No, I guess, yeah, one-on-one would be fine, but I I don't really think they're going to contend next year, Leif, and I think you'd agree. I think this offseason, it's going to be not necessarily the whale year, but it might be the the prelude to the whale, right? So you might want to get a guy that'll contribute, like a good rotation player, maybe a starter, maybe a starter and a bench guy. You you lose Willie, you replace him, get it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're going to start accumulating, like, an actual team because this team was good this year, right? So they're gonna they're gonna get up to the second half of the year. This was a good team. They're gonna try to accumulate some players. Not this. I don't think they're gonna get Hayward, and I don't think they're gonna get a Clipper. Um, so you know what I mean? What well, we've said there? it before that this is this is kind of like the Lamar Odom off season. Like if you had to project it out, you know what I mean? Like you get you get a key cog type piece. I mean, first, obviously, you go and you try to sign Elton Brand the way they did at that time. And when that kind of thing doesn't work out, or, you know, if it does, then great, then you fast-track this deal. But otherwise, you add another piece, probably draft another, because, you know, you see how vacant the power forward spot is. Willie Reed's probably going to walk. So if you if you keep that mid-round pick, maybe you add your front court depth there Top and run miles. it back for another year. But I think, Leif, the, one of the biggest differences between this E team and previous incarnations, right, of like kind of in a rebuilding phase, is that usually they have young guys locked up. They're like the key guys on this team, Dion, James Johnson, they don't have them locked up. They have Goron, Justice, Jay Rich, but the guys, and the I think the three biggest impact players this year, I guess four because we have to count Hassan, two of them are not locked up, right? And that that kind of changes the math on this. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I think what we're not what we're not really like Leif has mentioned it, but we're not we haven't really discussed it is like when you're talking about NBA economics, guys on the Heat are worth more than when they're not on the Heat. Like uh, Dion on the Heat is worth more here than he would be elsewhere. That that was that was what Leif was saying. When if you go to the Nets rather than you go to the Heat, so not necessarily do you have to pay him. Uh, more because he's worth more, but you can use what you have in Miami to get people to stay for less. So you could say, Dion, yeah, listen, you have a few offers from like the Knicks and Brooklyn and all these teams that have never been good. Or you can stay here and work on your game and try and do your best to stay healthy and really become the best player you could possibly be. And this is what we're offering because we want to maintain the best possible team around you. So, you know, when you're selling them that way, I mean, listen, he's either going to say, like, I'm down because this is the best I've ever played, regardless of the games that I missed. I mean, I, I felt the best. I was the best. People were people were actually realizing that I can play basketball. Or, hey, I, I don't know if these injuries are going to keep happening. Uh, you know, you got to be lucky. I'm going to take the money while I can. And a lot of people do that. But But the thing is, like, I don't think – Dion will be an interesting case, but I think JJ will take less to stay here. I just think he really buys in to what the Heat are trying to do. He's, you know, All Star break usually guys go on vacation or do stuff with their family. I mean, JJ's quote was that he's staying in the gym, and uh, you know, his wife knows what's going on. So, you know, he, she she wasn't upset that he wasn't, you know, he was he was just at the gym working on his game. So, you know, we've really found someone who who has bought into this to this heat style, and we get made fun of because of the culture talk. But it's a real thing, regardless if you want to believe it or not. And it's going to be interesting to see. I think the Heat will have an offer for Dion. It won't be it won't be the highest offer. It it won't be the most amount of years, and he'll have to decide if he's willing to take that risk. It's it's very similar to where when we were dealing Harry, with Wade. Where well, yes, Harry, you have been rambling spectacularly. Sorry. I, I agreed with almost all of it, though. I did, too. Like, quite, quite, you quite know, frankly. Bite, bite-sized chunks. It's like it's like a potato chip. You don't eat the whole potato chip fried. But you don't eat the whole potato fried. You eat the chips, right? You want bite-sized pieces of information. You're trying to shove the whole potato 
in the listener's mouth. And you're like, here, it's delicious. But the listener wants to consume bite-sized pieces of potato chip. Eat it. Yeah, that's a really weird analogy, man. Yeah, I also, well, yeah. one, one I was going to say, I thought you were going to say you don't eat the whole bag, and I'm like, I usually eat the yeah, whole bag. Also, and second of all, just just cut me off, because I, I thought you guys were agreeing with me and letting me go. I do so agree that, with I, you. I do that's what I was doing. I just want to, you know, I, how people listen, I think, you know, there might be a little tune-out going, and I just want your points to come across eat it. because they're good. They're good points. Okay. Okay, yeah. so to, to continue recap very quickly, to recap. <gasps> no, we don't need a recap. We don't need a recap. We know, we know, yes. we know what happened. Just keep continue. Doing just go. The avanti, avanti. Yeah. We don't want people doing just the potato. Okay, yes, exactly. We don't, you don't want the whole potato in your mouth. You just want the chips. You're right, little, little slivers. Yeah, Dion's worth more here, so he'll probably take less on less deals to stay. If he doesn't, whatever. JJ's going to take less to stay. Heat culture is real. Those are what I, that's yeah. what I flap yeah. like on about. Yeah. If Dion leaves, we're just gonna we're just gonna mold another Dion. So that's how that's gonna play out. Out are so confident in that, and I just don't know if a defender who can shoot threes and uh, ball handle is just something that right. Like, yeah, they put the put the potato in your mouth. Stop it. I'm joking. <laughs> no, no I, like if you were to tell me they can make another Jay Rich, I, I'll believe it because they kind of did. They they made Magruder. Right, like they've they've just made Magruder Jay Rich, essentially. Which, by the way, who do you want to keep if you had a choice between whom? Jay Rich oh. and and Magruder. Oh, Rod. Hold on, wait. But For but me. we're saying we're saying Rod now. But do you remember what Jay Rich was the second half of last year? Because they, I mean, he's basically doing what Josh Richardson did the second the, half of last the, year. Josh Richardson reasons- already did what what Magruder's doing. My reasoning probably isn't the same as, um, like, I'm thinking of it as J- Josh Richardson is a trade chip. Uh, so I rather keep because I feel like you can you can work with what Magruder's skill set brings, and you can flip Josh for something else. So if you're telling me I got to choose one or the other, that's why I'm going Magruder. The, the other thirteen, by the way, on Milwaukee. Yeah, everything the Heat needed tonight is going poorly. Chicago's beating Philly, Indy's beating Milwaukee, and even Atlanta's beating Boston at the moment. So. And, and Washington's beating the Knicks. We, I think they wanted uh, the Knicks to win that game, so it locks Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was going to say, the problem with Magruder or Richardson argument is there's, they signed them to very similar deals just a year apart, so when Richardson's going to be going in for his restricted free agency payday in 2018, is going to be in the last year of a very, very small contract. So, you know, if you're, if that's what you're weighing, then it would obviously be Magruder. The Heat have another year to decide uh, if Richardson's in their future or not. But if not, you need to trade him, whether, whether it's a trade at the deadline or it's a trade before he signs an offer sheet. They, they, they need to... You need to be getting value for guys if they go through your system and you decide to let them go. I think that's a big reason why they signed TJ. They wanted they wanted to keep the value, and if they if they want to trade him, they can. If they want to keep him, which I know would um, ruin your life, then they will move up I've, in the draft. I've gone to the point with Tyler that his face just bothers me. Like I used to like him as a player, and I just now I just don't like him. Like now, that stupid haircut and his dumb tooth. Like, Tyler, dude, groom yourself, man. Come on, what do you? I mean, come on, Tyler. What, what's going? You're on? more. You're more mad that uh, Brass Jazz went in and got the clip that he doesn't really like anime. It's not his I, thing. That jerk, dude. T- Tyler doesn't listen. Tyler doesn't know what he's missing. Okay. He's he's gonna open hand slap you when he meets you, man. It's gonna Tyler. Be ugly. I'd be, yes. I'd, I'd, I'd beat Tyler in a fight. <laughs> I'm bigger than Tyler. Hey, man. I weigh more than Hey. Third question. Do you like anime? Huh? Do you like anime? And, nah, that ain't my thing, man. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Not his thing. That's what I thought should that's what I thought should be a t-shirt. That should be. That's the best part. Brian, we need to cut up that sound and just use it. That's what I thought. Like we, we that needs to be that needs to be a show thing. Oh my god. Uh, I mean, his fa- oh oh. Do you guys want to play a game? Do you guys want to play Lifer or not a Heat Lifer? I'm afraid to talk anymore, honestly. Why? 
Because you cut me off and wanted to put a potato in my mouth. You were just rambling, and then, you know, I had to give you the potato metaphor. That that must be, like, a cultural thing. We've never been like, shut up, potato. Like, it's not... I don't know. I was just trying to think of an analogy, and that's what I came up with. I had to do it on the fly. I'm also watching a women's soccer game, so, like... And I'm I'm, I'm score-watching, watching a women's soccer game, and doing this podcast. Well, you should fight my correct rambles, so... So do we want to play Lifer or not a Heat Lifer? Yeah, if it's better than the last time. Let's go, man. Let's Brian, go. Give, give us my song. Give, us, give me my music. Yeah. Right, now it's time for Heat Lifer or not a Heat Lifer featuring Giancarlo Navas. All right. First one. Brian, lower that a little Jesus Christ! I'm like miming Brian to lower the music. I'm pointing my finger down. I mean, you keep, keep, yeah. I thought you pointed um, somewhere else. Chris Boss, heat life or not a heat life? Lake, what do you think? Oh, I'm gonna pass that to Harrison. No, you can't pass it to Harrison. Answer the damn question. <laughs> heat lifer, heat lifer. Ooh. I think I think he is a heat lifer, but you know what's going to be really interesting? Uh, Bosch is going to get into the Hall of Fame, and I wonder if he wants to go in as a heat now or not. Is that a thing in the Basketball Hall of Fame? Do you go in as a player? You pick. You uh, do you pick or do they pick? I don't know. In, in baseball, you could pick. In baseball, you wear the hat. What do you? What does your bus have? Okay, Football, I, you I, pick. Did I totally did I totally make something up? I, oh, excellent, excellent job by us. All right then. ESPN will use a graphic in order to decide which logo to use on it, so okay, I guess maybe that counts. Something. Harold Miner. Heat lifer, not a heat lifer. Leif, you go. Not a, not a heat lifer. Yeah, I don't Harrison? think he's here long he, enough. No, he, no, no. He, he disappointed me, man. I thought we had the next superstar. But like, now I, he's washing cars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, wait, he may own car washes, but it sounds better if he washes cars. The slandered washing cars. Does he, does he own them, too? Because, you know, you know, uh, Jamal Mashburn has made a ton of money off owning, like, car washes and uh, restaurants and all that stuff. That's another guy who's not a heat lifer. Oh, yeah, of course not. No, 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 of course. But you guys know that, right? Jamal Mashburn's making a ton. He owns, like, 70 businesses in Kentucky. He's very, very wealthy. Really? Yeah. Very good businessman. Yeah. Probably gonna pass off his money to Clarence Weatherspoon. Alright then. DJ Iree. Heat life or not a heat life? Harry, you can Yeah, it says Lost Pod. No, I asked. No, I did not see Jerry. I asked uh, Uptown Dale. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, I think they're the same person. They all, they all, they all look I, the same, I, Brian. Iree's not, not my favorite, but I think he's probably a heat lifer. He's been there for I, a long time. He's everywhere. I saw him on a commercial recently. I forgot what he was doing, though. I think he is. Leif? No, he's not. Well, yeah, yeah. No, he is. He is. Excuse me. I was thinking Uptown Dale. Um, oh, you, oh, no. you don't think Uptown Dale is a heat lifer, but you think DJ Iree is. Correct. Damn. Oof. That shade. Is Crazy oh, Andy a heat lifer? What? Crazy Andy? No. God, no. No way. I don't know. Who's Crazy Andy? Yeah, Leif, do you he know who Crazy Andy is? He, yeah, he works in the store, right? He's like the store man. He's like the store, the store manager. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he looks crazy, and he's getting old. I mean, he's really getting getting up there in age. This is my game, not your game, Brian. I'm sorry. Okay, two more. Stan Van Gundy. He lifer or not a heat lifer? Leif, you go first. Uh, I love Stan, so I'm saying Heat Lifer. Yes, I agree. Harry? Yeah, I, I think I think that's probably right. The the way he left uh, stunk, and I know they always, they stick to their story that he had to be with his family. But um, I like Stan. Stan was always a good coach. I, I feel bad that I feel bad he's doing so poorly in Detroit. But listen, don't be a GM and a coach. There's very very few guys that can do it. So he's gonna get it's fired, not- isn't he? Not yet. Uh, he's probably got a season or two left, but he's got to get rid of he's got to get rid of the Reggie Jackson contract, and he got to figure out what to do with Drummond. So he, they have a lot of questions to answer. They definitely were were expecting the playoffs, so they just they can't win on the road. Okay. Last one. Ba- 
Antoine Walker. Heat lifer, not a heat lifer. <laughs> Leif, what do you think? Heat lifer. I go heat lifer too. Harry. <laughs> I wanted to say I wanted to say no, but I always remember that amazing quarter the in uh, Game man. Six of the Finals. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Off the gosh. strength of the shimmy. Off the strength Honestly, of the shimmy. He's a heat that, lifer. That was the best quarter of Antoine Walker's life, man. He was incredible. Incredible. He the shimmy was perfect. It was just it was the cherry on top. Did you guys see when I was fighting with this Boston sports fan the other day? Like, cause he was he was trying to like discredit Dwayne's career because Dwayne didn't make it out of the first round of the playoffs for like two years, and he was trying to say, "Oh, Paul Pierce's great accomplishments that he got out. You know, he he made Eastern Conference Finals when the East was bad and he was losing to Kerry Kittles. You know what I mean? Like, and and his best player was Fat Antoine Walker and Walter McCarty, McCartney or whatever his name was." You want to do, it's like a lame, kind of fun game. I mean, I think it's fun, but it's probably lame for most people. Look at a box score from, like, 2002 and see how many threes were being taken because it's, like, eight. Like, you look at three-point like three point attempts, it's, like, eight threes, and that was, like, a, woof, we took a lot of threes tonight. You know what I mean? Like, the game, woof. I, uh, I, I was watching uh, Shaq Zoe highlights on YouTube a couple weeks back, and, and they had P.J. Brown, Ike Austin, and Zoe in at the same time. If you want to talk about no three-point shots being taken. Jesus. How did, like, how, how did people used to play back then like that? That's like, the, the paint's so congested. You just, yeah, but you just, yeah, you throw it into the big man, and, and the key to the game, the reason why those was having a big man that could pass. So having like a Shaq or a Vladi Divac was huge because you could get it into the post, and from there they could, you know, they could kick back out or they can pass it to a guy that was cutting. Uh, that was kind of the game, big man. That can now, now you know, if Hassan makes one assist, we get we we get so excited. I'm, I'm glad you brought up Hassan because, God, I'm sorry, I'm just I keep looking at the Milwaukee score and Milwaukee's down 16 with five minutes, five six minutes to go. It's not happening. But Milwaukee didn't lose for like a whole month when Miami was trying to catch them, and now they decide, ah, you know what, we're gonna lose against Indiana. But Is Lance balling. I don't care, man. We're a bunch of losers. No, you know what? I, that's a loser franchise. Milwaukee, you're a bunch of losers. How about you beat the Pacers, okay? You just have to beat the damn Pacers. Why are you guys such losers? Like, your franchise is so incompetent that you win a bunch of games, you ruin everyone's life, and then when you have to beat the Pacers, you're just, you're losers. You're all, Giannis, you're a loser. Middleton, sorry, Nikias, he's a loser. Not my, not UBs. Beasley's cool. Wait, oh. but honestly, since, since the Pacers signed Lance, they've... They took the Cavs to double overtime, and now they've beat. Um, they beat who? They bunch bucks. Of, bunch of losers. Hey Brian, could you put so, the music back on? I need to ask one more Heat Lifer question, please. And uh, Lance, has Lance even played today? Okay, yeah, Lance has uh, nine points. So okay. that's good, okay. man. Michael Beasley, Heat Lifer or not a Heat Lifer? Late. You go. Absolutely not. I hate you. Harry? Um, I, no, he's, he's not. He's not a heat lifer. Yes, he but four, is. But they three stints. Let me tell you, three or who four has had more days. stints? Who's who's gotten signed by the Heat more times? Okay, Brian. Chris Gatling. Has he had more stints? Oh, I remember Chris Gatling. That's <laughs> man. I think he came like three times. I don't know. Beasley. Mike James probably like four times. He did what? Mike James is like they signed multiple times, I think. Did you mean Mike Jones? Is that what you're trying to do? Mike Jones is a rapper, Harrison. Yeah, I thought. Oh, I thought you were like. I thought you were doing no, something. No, Mike. Mike James is a player. What, what, what did you just? You think Leif was making a bad who Mike Jones joke? I thought you were doing that because you said he said Mike James, and you were like who? And then oh, I thought that's what Brian you were. said he did. Okay, Brian made a very funny reference to last podcast. When Leif said he came like three times, and Brian said he did what, which references a joke in last show's podcast, which was very funny, Brian. I appreciate that. Hey, can I ask you guys a question? What's a Milwaukee Bucks player? Not UBs. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is you're one step closer to becoming your parents, which means you're going to start telling your kids to clean up before the cleaning lady comes. Doesn't make sense, but you're the parent and they're the kids. You're going to start telling them that now, too. 
Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. And there's your opening to remind them who pays the bills around here. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com 